0: Good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon to you, sir. How are you, you, young man? I am I am doing very well. Is it? That's good yeah. to good to hear. <laughs> yeah. I was just out getting getting rid of a bunch of stuff and and uh burning a bunch of stuff and are just you? trying to clean up the clean up the joint. Clean up the place. Is it cold there by you? Nah, it well, it started off about 30-some degrees this morning, but it's supposed to get up to 70-something this afternoon. Oh, sweet.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, Yeah, Texas is rough when it comes to weather. <laughs> I mean, when it gets cold, it gets, like, really cold.
1: Well, never as cold as here, I suppose.
0: No, no, not as cold as there. When it gets cold, it feels really cold. I yeah. mean, it just, because you're not used to it, is what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah
1: and yeah, the humanity I, I spoke to a friend of mine who is a missionary in Sudan but he's um, at home in Canada at the moment he's going to get he's getting married now so um, before they before they head back to the Sudan in um, in uh, October I think they go back but anyway so I was giving him a call and he says oh it, he's up in uh, Toronto somewhere i think and and he goes, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, it's minus 12. I'd be asking, what? <laughs> no, that's <laughs> way too cold to even imagine. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. He said, yeah, no, he says, yeah, no, it is cold. That's, after three years in um, in Sudan, I'm sure it must be uh, because Sudan is like super hot, you know?
0: Right. I wonder if that's all they drive over there. What's that? Or if they drive coupes or trucks, Sudans. Oh. I know.
1: You are so way too quick on these things. (laughs) I don't
0: know how quick that was.
1: (laughs) It probably wasn't worth it. It was way beyond me. uh,
0: Oh, gosh. Well, at least I didn't have to explain it. If you have to explain it, then it's not worth it at all that's true oh man yeah well at least at least my lightning fast mind doesn't get get that much oh well I just (laughs) I just think that way yeah I just think that way that's that's a problem I guess
1: (laughs) it's true it's true yeah I share I I share some of these things with with my wife and and she goes okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. good yeah
0: yeah, I actually got a chuckle out of my wife the other day, out of Connie, and she, I said, oh, you laughed, and then I couldn't remember what it was, I, I, it was so good, and uh, that was the first time she's laughed, and oh my land, probably 20-some years, <laughs> <It does. laughs> and that must have been good, really good. Yeah, it was, well, it caught <laughs> her by surprise, so... <laughs> and then yeah. I and I can't remember what it was, but that's all right.
1: <laughs> it was good one and lost it. Lasted. It's okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah that's oh well, oh well. So what do you? Uh, I know that we just usually, you know, just talk about things and stuff like that. In fact, we had a good talk the other day when we were just jawing around, and um, um it's kind of it's kind of funny because you try to. You try to relive something like that, or it's like, it's like when we used to lead praise and worship, you know, you'd practice and practice and practice on a Tuesday night or whenever it was, and you'd lay out your plans and you'd get all your stuff ready and you'd, you'd get your sequence of songs and what you're going to do where, and then, then you try it again Sunday morning and it just falls flat. Yeah, it's nowhere near what you what you intended. No, <laughs> no. I mean, you had you had two hours of praise, and I mean, on your face, just crying before the Lord, and just really having a great time on Tuesday night, you know. And then Sunday morning, it just nobody, everybody sits out there just kind of staring at you, and <laughs> and I and I thought, you know, the reason is probably is because he calls it a sacrifice of praise, and we already sacrificed that sacrifice on Tuesday night.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that was that was the moment.
0: Then you know, so right, yeah. And then you're trying to you're trying to reburn something that's already been sacrificed to him. Yeah, well, it's called conjuring. Ah, <laughs> yes.
1: You're trying yeah. conjure up. You're trying to conjure up a spirit. You know, it's just like, and then you you use all these terms. The Lord is here. I can feel his. You know, the presence of the Lord. Can you feel that's the right. smoke? The smoke is floating here, and, and you know, anything to. Kind of get people sensitized and stuff. It's just like no,
0: it doesn't work like that, you know. It does sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does for it does for some folks, but uh, yeah. I, I,
1: uh, I wonder, <laughs> you know, I wonder what the authenticity of that is. Uh, that's yeah. I mean, I, or, I, I the thing about it is we both did it, you know. So oh yeah, oh I've yeah, been, I've been there, you know. I I've done that. I I led praise and worship. In a church of two thousand people, you know? So it's just right. like um yeah,
0: I I know, um, yeah, I know it's kind in of, the days of in the days of show business <laughs> you look you learn and, and this is true. I mean, when I was doing shows, when I was doing that stand up comedy, magic, music, variety show that I toured for about seven years, um what I learned was you got, you got a group of 500, you know, a thousand, whatever, however many people two, And you can tell when you're starting to lose them. Yeah. Their attention or whatever. So you learn different little, um, manipulations or things to get their attention back or their soul back into alignment with what you're doing. And, um, that's something that, I remember the first few years that I was, I was ministering. The Lord said, you're doing, you're manipulating my bride.
1: Yeah. To yep, listen exactly. to you.
0: Exactly. And he says, I'm going to take out of you everything you've learned on performance, because this isn't a performance. This isn't about you. This is getting her to follow me. And yeah. boy, what a, what a difference because you're not, you're not using those techniques, those you know, like, like I, I think I shared with you a couple days ago when we were talking about this, um, we were, I was helping the guy lead praise and worship and, and uh, we were practicing the songs and, and um, he said, okay, now what we're going to do is modulate up, you know, three different, three different times so that people are at the very height of their ability to be able to sing. They're at the upper threshold of their, of their range. And he says, that causes a a very good excitement. People get excited then. And then we'll take the offering. And then we'll go and we'll do this. And then we'll do this song. And then we'll bring them back down. And then right here, we're going to sing in the spirit. And I thought, oh, you know, that's that whole, let's stir the pot here. And let's see what we can boil up and and offer up this little um, conjuring up to God. Let's see if we can make it look like the Holy Spirit's working.
1: That's right. Well, and but, and you know, the thing about it is, is that I was sincere because that's how I learned, you know, that's how yeah, yeah. I was taught. And so it's kind of like, you know, they, they absolutely believe they're doing the right thing, you know, but it's, it's, um, it's that crowd control and it's right. You know, it's, it's, it's not the kingdom of God. No, it's not, you know, it's not the kingdom of God. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. I mean, if somebody can show me otherwise, um, it would be a different story, you know.
0: Yeah, no, I'm getting see- ready to speak at this uh, fellowship this weekend. Yeah. And um, uh, it's a – anyway, it's a denominational uh, <laughs> church. Yeah. And so, um, you know, they wanted their they – wa- they wanted my title – and my scripture for, for the bulletin. Yes. And I'm going, Oh my land. I'm so, I I haven't done that in so long. And I've been kind of studying, you know, just thinking about some things just for myself. And so I thought, well, I'll just, (laughs) I'll just put that on there, you know, I mean, and call it something. So anyway, I did, I sent that in and, and I thought, you know, if I, even though I've been studying it, you still come into his presence and you empty yourself just like Mm. Christ did. He emptied himself and you come into the presence of, of God and you, and you find out what he's wanting to speak at that time so that you represent the the husband to her bride. You you're speaking for him again to his bride. So what is it he wants to say right then? And it's, it's a whole different, it's not, Teaching is different than that because teaching you can go in and you, you can lay out a pattern and you've got, you know, some place to start and some place to finish. Yeah. But, but this is, this is different. This is, this is proclaiming what God's saying to a group of people right now. Yeah. And um, I don't know, maybe teaching is, is even that way uh, to some degree because you still have to, you still have to follow the choreography of the Spirit of God and, at that point. Yes. So even though you have your plans, even though you have your format and your and your um, whatever it is, your um, little list of things to say, you still have to go by the Spirit of life in it. Otherwise, it's just dry knowledge. Well, that's
1: and that's why you get websites, as, you know, sermons for busy pastors.
0: Yeah, yeah did I did I tell you that <laughs> you did
1: but I, I mean I have seen it before I mean you can buy books on it in the bookshop I got many years ago I saw books on it in the bookshop you know so yeah
0: yeah the company I used to work for we had a whole thing of, of you buy a subscription and it was uh, sermons for busy pastors and then there was something else for busy pastors but it gave it gave not only the sermon it gave the scripture it gave the joke. it gave the story. (laughs) Uh, I mean, it gave the whole thing. So, so you didn't have to think, I mean, all you had to do is rehearse it a little bit. So you didn't stumble over the words, uh, you know, Sunday morning or whatever it was, you were going to give it. And and I, I I used to think, Oh my land, we're helping these guys do this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, you know, like you said, you, you know, we both did it. We were both a part of that whole thing. And, and um, I guess now when you're finding out how to build for, him, that's why he took us out though, Sean, because he wanted to teach us how to. At least that's what he told me. He says, "I want to teach you now how to build for me." Yeah, because you built yeah. your, your own. Yeah, exactly. I, I, you know, if it's it's
1: like a process of you, as you begin to walk away. Um, you know, you got to deal with all the religiosity in your own head, and oh and, my. Uh, you know, and soul that you've, that you've been like, you know, indoctrinated in for years and years and years. And, and, um, and I think, you know, that's where a lot of people, they, they kind of reject you because they still dealing mm-hmm. with it, you know, but the, the the further you walk away from it, the, right. you know, I'm, I'm thinking that right now that, you know, that incident where Jesus, um, it was interesting that he, he healed more blind people than anybody else. I think I heard that, somebody said that, but anyway, is like hmm. in John chapter nine, he talks about that, you know, there's, there's this blind guy that was blind from birth and, and they said, well, you know, well, who sinned him or his family, you know? Right. And, and Jesus said, no, that the glory of God should be manifest. And of course what we try and do is make a whole doctrine of healing out of that, but it was right. it had nothing to do with that. Um, I mean, Jesus heals the guy. And so, then, you know, they go through this whole process of his family says, like, you, you know, I, we don't want to know anything about it. And, and the Pharisees, and he's saying to the Pharisees and, and the religious leaders, Well, hey, how come somebody that's like a heretic actually can, you know, do the will of God, you know, and they're going like, are you going to teach us, you know, we are the (laughs) religious leaders, you know, and, uh, and then at the end, like, um, he meets Jesus, Jesus, you know, he says, you know, um, he says, uh, you know, I I, I can't remember the exact words, but like, you know, I'm, um, he says, tell me who it is that I can believe in him. And you, know, and you said, you, you're talking to him. And he goes, well, I, I be- I'm a believer, you know? And right. then the, the Pharisees say this, they say, um, oh gosh, no, wait, I've got to look for him because it's so good. Uh, let me just find it here quickly. Um, because while you're, the, while the, you're blindness, the blindness becomes a um, a real revelation. And I think right. that's, where people miss that, um,
0: so uh, I've done that before too. Where uh, I've had that same, I've had that same thought, and I think I've even said it out loud. Who are you to teach me? I mean, I'm, yes. I'm the pastor. Yeah, when, Especially
1: when you're a pastor in a position, you kind of think like that, you know. Or you you think you're the prophet and you got it all together, you know. Who who are you, you know? Yeah, but so, yeah, because so <laughs> I just spoke uh, for God. Yes, yeah, it's like um, they bring they bring to the Pharisees him that are, oh gosh, no, I don't want that. That's like a heavy translation. Wait, let's look at another translation. When, you, they these at and thousand, I, when, when it's these and thou's, then I struggle. So, it's oh, a, really? Oh, okay. Um, so, um, so yeah, the controversy over the man, and then it's there's the, then some of the Pharisees said this man. Jesus is not from God because he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, how can a man who is not a sinner, a non-observant Jew, do such signs and miracles? So there was a difference of opinion among them. Accordingly, they said to the blind man again, what do you say about him since he opened your eyes? And he said, it must be that he's a prophet. However, the Jews did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they called the man's parents. (laughs) <laughs> and then go So you can you go through it, and the and the the parents go, hey, because of of this, his parents said, hey, ask he's of age. You ask him. You know they didn't want right. to deal with it. So they, they called the man who had been born blind. They said to him, give glory to God, praise for your sight. We know this man, Jesus, is a sinner separated from God. Then he answered them, I do not know whether he is a sinner, but one thing I do know that all. That Though I was blind, now I see. So they said to him, oh, what did he actually do to you? So he, he tells them the story. And, um, and they they said, well, we from Moses. And Ingo. And so um, he says to them, if this man were not from God, he would not be able to do anything like this because God would not hear his prayer. And they answered him, you were born entirely in sins from head to foot, and you presumed to teach us? And then they... <laughs> So they threw him out of the synagogue. (laughs) They gave him the left foot of fellowship. And and then it says, And Jesus heard that they put him out of the synagogue. And finding him, he asked, Do you believe in the Son of Man? And he answered, Who is he, sir? Tell me that I may believe in him. And Jesus said to him, It's interesting, he introduced himself as the Son of Man." Man. Yeah, yeah. And Jesus said to him, You have both seen him, and in fact, he's the one who's talking with you. And he said, Lord, I believe in you and your word. And he worshipped him with reverence and awe. Wow. There was no and there was no worship team at that point in time. Right, and right. Yeah, so, so, <laughs> and then Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment to separate those who believe in me from those who reject me, to declare judgment on those who choose to be separated from God, so that the sightless would see. Now, here, here it comes, so that the sightless would see, and right. those who see would become blind. Hmm. And so, there's the year right here is a statement being made by Jesus. So, he's coming into the earth. Uh, to bring judgment that some would reject and some would believe. And those who believe would see, even though they were sightless, they would see, and he wasn't talking about physical um, blindness in this case. And those who see would become blind. Now listen to this. Then some Pharisees who were with him heard these things and said to him, are we also blind? And Jesus Mm. says to them, if you were blind to spiritual things, you would have no sin and would not be blamed for your unbelief. But since you claim to have spiritual sight, you have no excuse. So your sin and your guilt remain. So there... Because they declared out of their religiosity that they could, right. they had sight. You know, Moses is the one that leads us. I mean, I, I meditated on this a few years ago on and, on John chapter nine, and I'm telling you, Steve, it was like revolution because I never read it like that. I'd always read it in the light of healing, but right, not right. in the light of what Jesus was really trying to—the message he was really trying to convey in this whole process—and and. Right. and uh, And so, you know, he he says to them, if you were blind, you you would have no sin. In other words, you know, if you were blind, that you were, were like stumbling around and you believed, then you would see and you would have the clarity of sight. But since you claim to have spiritual sight to be able to see, you have no excuse. So your sin and your guilt remain. And so wow. they, out of their religious point of view perspective, they're going, "Well, we can see because it's w- how we see is the way it is." And he's right. going, "Well, you know, because of that, you just remain in your bondage where you're right, right where you are." Right. You know? right. Yeah.
0: What's so, what anyway. version is that? This is I'm reading from the Amplified. So. Oh, that's the Amplified. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's um, we're like in the last days when they have at least ten virgins. To read from. (laughs) Oh Oh, my! (laughs) Yeah. So
1: you know, I mean, when we we thought we saw, but once we once we walk away, you know, is like we we begin to we we truly begin to see, and and that doesn't mean it doesn't mean any everybody can't see, but you know. um, they should be able to see, but religion blinds you. And we, and that, right. and that was Galatians as well. The book of Galatians, you know, when we, after our whole ordeal with a certain other fellow um, and going through that whole process and Michelle and I, we, we were sitting in a, in a little holiday place. Somebody just blessed us for a week to go to get out of the city. You know, we were sitting on little right.
0: sort
1: of house in, on, at the, at the beach and, and, um and it was like every I, I couldn't sleep I, I was so stressed out <laughs> with the whole because I mean you know we'd lost everything overnight and and all right. our friends and stuff and I, my kids were unhappy and and uh, so I, I would I couldn't sleep so I would sit on the on on the porch outside you know on the deck and and I I, I just read Galatians over and over and over again and it, right. it it was such a deliverance you know it that's where my my sight started coming back to me because I started going, you know, it's like, this is not what they, this is not what they imposing. This is not what they're pr- proposing. This is not what they giving to me is like right. that giving blindness to me. When, when I am a son of God, I should be walking in the light as
0: he's in the light, you know? Right. Well, that's part of that whole thing where even though that happened to both of us, uh, you know, in that type of that same type of situation, the what he began to do was take out of us all that religion the same the same thing that we thought destroyed us was actually preserving us and and yeah. he, he just it caused our eyes to open at that time because up until that time we were still operating by a lot of the same stuff anyway
1: yeah exactly
0: oh yeah, yeah. we were
1: great <laughs> adherence to it
0: <laughs> yeah i'm trying to find Um, I'm trying to find when he's speaking to the churches in revelation, I'm trying to find which one that you are blind. Uh, you said that you see, but you're blind. Um, but anyway, um, I can't find it right now, but, um, he was just saying that you, you, you say that you're, you say that you can see, but you're really, you're really not seeing very good and and you're blind, but, um, Anyway, uh, it, it just tied in with what you were talking about there. So uh, maybe it's not in the Bible. Maybe I just thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it sounded good. yes yeah. yeah, uh, it sounded great. Yeah, but uh, it might well, well, that's the scripture that you always
1: quote: is that if your eye is bad or spiritually blind, your whole yeah, body yeah. will be full of darkness, devoid right. of God's precepts. So if right. the very light inside of you, your inner self, your heart, your conscience is darkness, how great and terrible is that darkness? And that that is the truth, boy. Is like if if you are and he was talking about, you know, if we if we put it into context, what Jesus, who he was talking to and what he was talking about at that point in time, he was contrasting the kingdom
0: of God with what if what they were doing, you know? Right, 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 right. Yeah, and that's that's exactly what's Uh, A lot of times we think we have everything I can see clearly now the rain is gone type of thing, you know? And and, um, I, I, you know, all, all the obstacles that were in my way have been removed. And, and actually it was just one little part. And now we're able to see, we're able to see to the next hill and he's going, okay, now I'm going to remove a little bit more of the brush. (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna move a little bit more of that junk that you got all built up in there because I'm still trying to make you a bride without spot. I have said that you are, but now I want to remove all that stuff that you've intermingled, that mingled seed that you've had for so long, because now it's all coming up. You're having this crop, you're having the wheat and the tares, you're having all these different things coming up right now at the same time. And I want to, I want I want to get back to the seed that has been planted. I want a pure seed planted in you now. Right. So that when it comes up, I get the crop that I'm looking for. And yeah. um, <clears throat> because all the other stuff, the mingled seed brings up, you know, all the other stuff as well. And you don't know what you're harvesting at that point. You think it's all God, but it's not. It is. And that's where, that's where I kind of, um, It doesn't say he hates a mingled seed. It just says, don't do it. Yeah. Don't sow a mingled seed. And we have a tendency because we still have the same filter on a lot of times in a lot of areas, we still plant that seed, but we mingle it with something else because we we believe that so much. We've seen it for so long or we've felt it for so long or heard it for so long. And now that seed is planted again. But now it has something else with it, and that's that's where I know he's in my life. He's getting back down to the purity of of what his seed is. Yeah, exactly. And um, uh, and that's what Ezekiel thirteen is all about too. Basically, is I'm going to send a stormy wind, you know, into your life, um, so that I can rend the wall that's been daubed with untempered mortar. Yeah. And it will raise it, or raise R A Z E. It'll it'll break it down, clear down to the foundation, so the foundation thereof can be discovered. Yeah, because that's the whole purpose of that thing is is for your preservation. It's not to destroy you. It's to it's to make sure that when you're building now this time, you're building the way he wants it built. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah,
1: and the thing the the, the... The thing about it is is that we have to constantly be discerning within ourselves and going back to the spirit of the, that we're operating in you know it's right
0: like, right
1: oh you know and and um you know and i don't want to make make it about them and us i never want to do no. that because, no, 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 no. you know like i you know that we kind of have to focus on what spirit am i going to speak from what spirit, right what by what spirit do I look at things, you know? Right. And you know, like I'm, I can see, and you blind. And that, and Jesus was saying, that's exactly what He was saying to them. He says, when you say you can see, you in fact are blind. You know, you're still yeah, yeah. caught in your blindness, and and so, but but it's the the thing is, we recognize that there is a place, um that you you know, and I mean, I don't know about others, but as we've d- been speaking over the past. However many years, you know, it's like slowly but surely we've been unraveling this whole thing and saying, you know, this is what we see. This is what we right. see, you know. Right. And and um, and I think as that works into us, as what as what we see as something, you know, as the as the precept and the order of God um, for for his his ecclesia, for his right. community, for his way of doing things um you know as we as we see that more and more we, we you know more and more blindness gets removed from us you know
0: right right yeah because he doesn't i mean that was this whole thing about the blind <laughs> he doesn't want the blind leading the blind well that was the next
1: scripture i was going to oh really okay all yeah. right so in matthew 15:14 it talks leave them alone they are blind guides leading blind followers. If a blind man leads a blind man, both will fall into a pit and uh, into a ditch, you know? And so, um, (laughs) you know, it's, it's, you need people that have light, because otherwise they're just both going the same nowhere, you know? Um, Right. Yeah. So you, you, we, we don't need blind guides. And it was interesting because the Lord said to me, you know, like, I do like teaching on, um, on leadership and uh, blind leaders uh, leading blind people are going to fall into a pit. And the Lord said, you, you know, but part of what you're going to teach is not just to teach leaders to lead right. um, with clarity, but to teach people not to be blind followers. You know, mm. it's just like yeah, because yeah. too many people are blind followers. They just follow along and, and they get stuck in whatever they've been doing for years and years and years because that's the way it's done. And well, right. of course you may get thrown out of the synagogue if you if you you know, if you sort of violate that, if you begin to see, you may get thrown out of the synagogue. Have you been thrown out of any synagogues lately, Steve?
0: Uh, I'm trying to remember. Not <laughs> lately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank goodness. Yeah, well, I have. Well, not
1: lately, but
0: <laughs> no, yeah. recently. Yeah. In a smaller, when you think about when you think about the temple or people, you still get thrown out of that. Yeah. You still get thrown out of the temple. You're not allowed in that temple anymore. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's, you're not trying to get into a temple to preach or anything else. It's just, you recognize like Paul did, I have a certain measure towards you, doubtless, but not toward everybody. I mean, I, yeah. you know, I've got a certain measure that, and I'm not going to operate outside that measure because uh, that measure that I i do give you is rule. It's something yeah. that I have the ability to walk in glory in, which has rule over darkness no matter you know what it is around us in this relationship yeah and that's why it's so important that that this is this is not done out of relationship it's done in relationship and that's a little bit why it bothers me to go and fill in you know on Sunday uh you know in this place um I know one of the people there but you know that's it I don't know mm-hmm. anybody else. So, yeah. uh, you know, so how do you, how do you deal with that? And, um, <laughs> uh, you know, I I've gotten to the point where I go, well, you know what, this is his bride. I got to find out what he's saying right now to, to this, this particular bride, even though I don't know her, yeah, you know, even though I don't know this group, I don't know these people. Um, you know, I got to find out what he's saying at this point, and not not make up something or not bring out my best. But the guy, the guy that asked me to speak, he was talking. He says, "Here, I got last week's um, last week's message. You know, I'd like for you to go ahead and and listen because it's the one that I brought." And um, oh. he says, "It's he says uh, I don't want to do this very often because it took me several months to work that one up." <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh well hey, this did, hey at
1: least it took him months not hours you know well so- yeah
0: yeah <laughs> and, and um and the thing is is that i remember i remember those days as far as just you you're laboring uh I, I remember saturday was shot for me i oh, mean yeah. oh, oh yeah. the kids the kids would come in hey dad can we go put no no i gotta study no, no. i gotta get this yeah. You know, and I'd be up sometimes all night Saturday night preparing for Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah. And nah, uh, oh boy, I don't know, man. I just <laughs> yeah, um, I have a good speech, man. <laughs> yeah, and, and things happened. I mean, the Lord was very yep. gracious always. at that point, and uh, He always met because I always believed that the Word and the Spirit they agree. If I'm speaking, if I'm if I'm supposed to speak on something. The Lord's going to show up with Holy Spirit to confirm that word with signs following. I just knew that. So I always gave place for the the spirit to move and to do what he was going to do to, to prove that word with signs following. And yeah. he always did. So, yeah. um, you know, was it bad that I did it that way? No, he still used me in the state that I was in. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like it's not like you're wrong, you're sinning, you're doing whatever. It's just that um, I'm I'm trying to show you a better way. I'm trying to show you the way the kingdom works, not not the way you've learned. And in the process, in the process, go ahead and do who you are. But I'm going to show you a better way. Yeah. And I don't know whether he works that way with everybody or not, but I know he was very gracious to me in that. And then when he told me to get out, I had to get out. I mean, I, yeah. I, I just left it with the, some elders uh, up, up there and left. I mean, I just moved, uh, um, sold the house and, and uh, packed up my ox cart and left. Mm-hmm. And um I, Anyway, uh, and then when I left from here, I knew that I had to get out of here because I could not fight for the life of my wife. I I had lost the ability for some reason to be able to fight for her. All right. Hello. Yeah, sorry about that. My I had a call coming in and it okay.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Um you know, is I, I was thinking, uh, two things. Um, one is watchman, he said they asked him how long does it take to prepare a message, and he said, Oh, 20 to 30 years, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's true, and it, it is. And he th- that's where I got it from is like he says, The message first has to work death in you, that it can work life right. into others, you know, right? right. And, and it's like um yeah you know, the best and that's where discipleship becomes so critical and we you know we kind of gloss over that as a program in the church, but that's you know dis- discipleship is that impartation of right. the 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 message of the kingdom until it it becomes your worldview you know it's like it becomes your, The way you see, the way you talk, the way you function, it's supernaturally natural to you. You don't think about it. It's just like I I am kingdom, you know. I am of the kingdom of God. That's how I think. I'm not thinking church. I'm not thinking a pastor. I, I can't think like that anymore. It just doesn't fit anymore, you know? Right, And right. And um, Jesus said, Matthew 23, 26, He said, You spiritually blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and of the plate, examine, change your inner self to conform to God's precepts so that the outside, your public life and deeds may be clean also. And it's like we've reversed the thing. We kind of try and get people to conform to a... Christian uh, kind of living, but the trend the inner transformation, it hasn't worked itself into the inner man, you know, and right. um, we, we've got to have that flip of the switch where where we, we begin to walk this out in, uh, like you were saying, in that relational way, so that the transformation begins to happen from the inside out, not right. from the outside in, you
0: know? Right, right. Part of the deal is that we struggle with, and I know people are just going to say, oh, that's just semantics. But Christ used very specific words for very specific reasons. He, he is the word. <laughs> yeah. He, you know, he, he is the way, the truth, and the life. Um, uh, so when, whenever he speaks something or whenever he spoke something... He said, the words that I speak to you are spirit and life. I I, I speak these words very specifically because I hear them from my father and then I give them to you. Yeah. So if I'm sent, I'm gonna speak, I'm gonna speak the words of the one who sent me. I'm not gonna just speak these on my own. Yeah. Now <clears throat> the difficulty for me has always been if I say the word church immediately, immediately, I have a connotation in my mind, regardless of whether or not I've said the church is the people a 100,000 times. My, my idea of what church is, is always, is always overlaying whatever it is that I'm trying to say to somebody else. Now, when Christ, when Christ was speaking about this whole thing. He said, I will build my, and it's translated church in almost every one of our little translations. But he said Ecclesia, which is very specific. And there's a reason he said that because Ecclesia is not something that is that is really translatable into English. It's, it's a, it was something that that was going on at that time. Uh, in fact, it's the actual word started about two to three hundred years before Christ, um, but it was it was an idea of of people that would come together on an equal playing field, and be, not playing field, but on equal grounds to be able to speak back into something. So they came together to as a community to be able to speak into what is gonna happen next. Um, if there was if there were war going on, it's what strategies to use, how to do this, uh, what to do next, uh, what's the best thing to do for the whole society. Um, and anybody that, that, they were supposed to take the whole day off because it was to, you were to spend your time there not worrying about your business or anything else. So they even took up offering throughout the year to be able to pay for anybody that uh, that was poor, that was not able to leave their business, so that they would yeah. be able to have the same opportunity as everybody else to, mm. to leave their business and go to this to this collection of people together and have their voice on the same level, the same ground as everybody else. So when Christ said, I will build my, I will build, bless you. I will build my Ecclesia. He didn't say I will build my Kirk or Kirka, which is the, which is a German. It's actually a German derivative or a German word, or uh, I think it came out of Latin somewhere, but anyway, it was a German word that was uh, translated church, but it's uh, k r r k. Like Captain Kirk uh, or uh, kirkos but it's a it's a it's a German derivative or Germanic. So you have these, you have almost two different worlds being thrust together when you begin to talk about what Christ is saying about the ecclesia, and then we are talking about church. Because our connotation of what church is is that whole it meant a place or a place where you came together to have religious meetings. That's what church or Kirk meant. Yeah. So, and I I know that people are going to get upset with, uh, you know, every time I bring this around um, because it's, it's something that's so foreign to us to think in the terms of Ecclesia yeah and and say well you know what it's just a word the the church you are the church you know the church means this this is what i i mean when i say church but that isn't when it goes out into the air it, you've got all these definitions and things that are flying around uh, of what people see as being church and it's it's really tough to get it's almost like the tower of babel where they confused you know, the enemy conf- or the Lord came in and confused their languages so that they couldn't understand each other. Yeah. And so when Christ comes back, he doesn't say, I will build my temple. He doesn't say, I'll build my synagogue. He doesn't say, I will build my Kirk or my Kirka. He doesn't say, I will build my temple or, or tabernacle, any any of those words. He didn't say it. He says very specifically, I'm going to build my Ecclesia. Yeah. And so you you begin then to go back to that and wonder, why did you say it that way? Why did you say, I'm going to build this? This is what I'm coming back for. This is what I'm doing. And then he uses terms like body. He uses terms like, and that's what the disciples used, was terms like body. Even in Acts, when they came together, they n- none of them had anything that they really called their own. They shared so that everybody had. Yes. So that was the idea of ecclesia. If you look back on just what I just explained, what was happening at that time, that's what they saw whenever Ecclesia was mentioned. They they saw that where everybody had that equal standing and let no man think that he's higher than he ought. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let every man think on other man's, the other man's and, and that he <laughs> has better than you got. So, I mean, not better than you got, but he's got the same standing. So anyway, it's, it's one of those things where our perception, just like our perception of what ministry meant. is yes. uh, Every time I say I have a ministry, you know, people go, okay, I know what that is. And and, But really, you don't know what I'm saying when I mean that. Yeah. And so it's just sometimes I know you and I understand some of these things because we talk a lot uh, together. But but other people that hear us talk, it's like a different language because we I know how you think. I know how you, I know what your definition is on things. So that's why what the Lord is doing at this time is coming out of relational or relationship. It's not, it's not this innocuous group getting together and becoming something. It's a bone joining together, each bone to each his bone. And then beginning the Lord putting sinew upon that to compact it and knit it together and make them so that they're functional together and they can move once again. And then he puts skin or uh, uh, flesh upon that. So he puts the muscle on that to give it some strength. And then having nourishment, it says, it ministers. And then once it's all together, he puts the skin on it and it stands before him like Ezekiel 37, a mighty army. And then he says, there's no breath in it. Now prophesy to the wind. And we're there singing songs about, oh, God, give us the wind of God. Give us the breath of God. Give us the spirit. Give us whatever. And yet it's not the time for that to be breathed into this because we we don't even know how to join together each bone to each bone yet. Yeah, that's the thing. So the I'm thing. sorry about preaching all that right now, no but I just, I just, uh, um, you, you know, you know me enough to know when I get on something like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of wound up about it because there's, there's a, there's, it's something that needs to be restored back to the body of Christ. And it's like we're trying to get it up over this hump and we can't quite get it up over there.
1: Yeah. Well, we keep trying in, we keep trying to do it with, in old wineskins.
0: Ah, yes.
1: You know, yes. We, we're constantly trying to get the new wine into old wineskins. Yeah, it doesn't and work. It keeps bursting out and, you know, it keeps breaking and, you know, and it, it just goes nowhere. So, uh, and yet we keep doing it and doing it and doing it, and we haven't learned since the dark ages that it doesn't work, you know. Right, it doesn't right. matter how spiritual we think this anointed man is, and you know, how great the title is, or, you know, how big the building is, it doesn't matter because right. it's not, you know, and, and that's where we kind of um regurgitate the blindness you know just over and over again and right. and you know and Jesus said that he said you know you blind guides you actually travel you know across nations to go make disciples as blind as you you know you make, <laughs> them, you, you make them twice the devil there because they become even more um zealous about their blindness than that's you true. are you know that's true. And, and uh, and I I've seen that I've you know I many times I look back at the at some of the guys that you know that I invested and in, I think oh my land you know I actually ignited that in their life you know and right. like I'm, I'm grateful that their their life turned around but they become zealots to you know to religion and they are just like this is not what you know this is not pleasing the father and right. you know that this wasn't my intention at all but. In my, you know, in my zealous stupidity, that's what I did, you know, it's right.
0: like right. So um yeah, you know what I stamped out in people? Because, you know, we leave the impression of our soul. You know, if you stamp out something, you're you're stepping on them, basically. <laughs> yeah, and you leave the impression of your soul on this person. It was mostly not only the zealousness, but the the letter of it and the performance yeah. of it. Yes, but
1: that's yeah, that's exactly right. You know, it's just we we leave and 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 again that's what I come to. It's the spirit, you know, it's because you can take one scripture, Steve, you know, whatever scripture, go into all the world and make disciples, and from from a, a one spirit to another spirit, it can be it can mean two different things. And that's what you're saying is like we say church, you know, you and I talk about church in one format. And right. they talk about church in another format. We talk about fivefold ministry gifts, uh, right. from, from a different perspective. Others are hearing it and they interpreting it through their uh, through their little glasses, you know, it's like this right. is my lens. And and, uh, <sighs> and it, I think Stephen Covey said that he said people are more incline, inclined to study and clean and polish their lens. So that it, you know they can see better with their lens, rather mm. than um, the transformation that takes place when when you begin to embrace um, a total new uh, paradigm, and wow. and and that's why it's like a, a total new paradigm is you take off your lenses and you actually now take on a whole new sight and right. and. Uh, um, and and that's too hard. People struggle with a mindset shift. You know, I I will polish the lens. So we, you know, it's like we have different people coming with different viewpoints on on the same thing, the same way, the same spirit. And and all we're doing is polishing up the the lens. You know, just making right. you know tightening up everything. And you know, the fact of the matter is, if 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 my glasses are outdated, then they are dated. You know. The, it's just I can't see <laughs> properly. Right. I think I'm seeing properly, but no, you're not seeing properly. You know, you need a new set of glasses. You need a new set of lens, and and that is hard for people to take off and put on. And that's what the Jewish leaders were struggling with, the people of the day, you know. And that's why Jesus said, he said to his disciples, to you it's given to know the keys of the kingdom Mm, but to yeah. them, they've got to hear it in parables because they've got to dig for it because they don't want to hear. they reading everything I say through the wrong lens.
0: Right. And seeing they will not see and hearing they exactly, will not hear. Exactly. So their whole
1: paradigm, in fact, now interprets what he, they hearing and it's um they, they, they seeing what they want to see and hearing what they want to hear and understanding what they want to understand but they're not seeing and hearing what he was the message that he was conveying to them you know that was right that was it and you know parables are like stories where you gotta hunt for the truth you know you gotta right. hunt for the for the enigma in it you know and they 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 couldn't get it they're like uh what are you talking about um Yeah. So,
0: yeah. That's- I I know that happens in prophecy a lot. You know, you will you will prophesy something which is meant to actually confirm the voice of Christ in somebody's life. But because of their paradigm, because of how they've always seen that particular thing, that, that whenever you say whatever it is the Lord's saying, and He knows that they're going to go ahead and go, woohoo! You know, I'm on the right track, or Oh, good deal. You know, the Lord's speaking this to me, but the, but a lot of times he, the word, uh, where is that? I think it's Isaiah 18 or 20. Anyway, it's in Isaiah. It says the word was sent unto Jacob, but it lighted upon Israel. Mm. So while you're still Jacob, While you are still the supplanter deceiver, while you are still in the place where you're trying to perform it, or you're going to make sure that this word of God happens in your life. He sends you that word. But it says it lighted upon Israel. Once you go through whatever it is that the Lord's having you go through, you see from a total different perspective. And now you are a prince of God. Now, now you are that promise. It's not just that he's trying to perform a promise around you. You become the promise. That's right. So it's just interesting how he does that. It is that he still sends it to you and he knows you, he knows what you're going to do with it. Yeah. And I, I always wondered why, why do you do that father? I mean, not that, you know, not that I'm the clay shouting back at the potter saying, why have you made me thus? It's just, you know, I, I wonder, um, I wonder, I wonder how he thinks in that, I guess is what is what I, I wonder is why, why he chooses to do it that way because he, he does that. He'll speak to us while we're still yet Jacob. And then, then takes a process and begins to mold us and make us into into that promise. And then, once you become that, you don't even you're not even looking for that promise anymore. You've just become it. Yeah, it's like the word becomes flesh. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm thinking right now as you're talking of Matthew 13, where. Jesus was speaking, and he said, "The sower sows the word." You know, and he said, "So the farmer is the 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 sower that sows the message of the kingdom." Yeah, yeah. And and, you know, some some are like, and some are like, and some are like, but some you know receive it and cherish it and honor it and embrace it, kind of thing. And you know, some thirty, some sixty, some a hundredfold. And they, so they produce. And, and he went on to say the measure that you give to it is the measure that will be measured back to you, you know. And mm. um, it's kind of like, yeah, that that's really, he, I think his, his, his precept in that is sow the seed. And right. um, it's going to produce, you
0: know. Right. Because um, it's his seed. It, it will, he watches over it to make sure okay. it performs. So. That's right performs what he wants it to perform
1: yeah and i think it's a process of over and over again so you know one time you hear it and you know you are hardened ground that the birds steal it from Mm. and you'd have no understanding but it could be the next time you hear it and you embrace it i don't think it's a one-time off it you know a farmer doesn't just sow seed one time and say oh This didn't work, you know. Right. Um, he, he he'll go back and he'll replow the ground and he'll sow the seed again, and you know, and so um, you'll you'll keep working the ground to produce, you know, and until it's producing at its optimum. And uh, and I, I think you know, God. But it, the the problem is, is that if we blind and we hard hearted, right, um, right, right. and we we kind of stay in our way, we always are a place of not understanding, or the seed is getting um, choked, right. or it's you know, or it's getting offended, you know. So we if we if we refuse to have that trans the renewing of the mind of the paradigm to come to the place of understanding, you know, we just keep. We just keep losing the seed. We, we keep losing right. the fruit of that seed. And, and you know, the seed is it has got the potential in it. It's got the
0: potential to produce the kingdom of God in our life. Yeah, we, and in Matthew we, 13, it says that seed, it calls it the sperma. Yes, exactly. Which, it's the sperma of God. Uh, so, yeah. you know, it will reproduce after his likeness and image in us. Exactly. Yeah, it will produce. And that's yeah. what he's saying. He says, you know,
1: it's the it's the message of the kingdom it's the gospel of the kingdom that keeps coming um, to you and you can receive it or not receive it right uh, you know so we, you'll keep sending it but if we keep keep hardening our heart to it you right. know it's like um, yeah then it doesn't produce in our life even
0: though it comes it doesn't produce you know a lot of times uh, too what happens and this I might be this is just something I've observed okay yeah so you know just go ahead and speak back into it however you but because uh, i could be wrong but it seems like he comes to us and he's revealed to us whether it be the word whether it be himself what you know because it's that seed of god it's that sperm of god revealed to us now the problem is as soon as it's revealed it's like an aha moment, I've got to run out and tell everybody. I mean, I've got yeah. this revelation. And so we begin to share out of revelation and out of everything else. The problem is, or not the problem, but the next step is, is he begins to transfigure. It's the amount of transfiguration that you go to just like the disciples did. Yeah, Christ was revealed to them. And yeah, he began to spend time with them. And then they went to the, just a few of them went with him to the Mount of Transfiguration. And yeah. that tr- they begin to, he was transfigured. He was, not not them. He yeah. was, the word was transfigured. Before, and he says, okay, uh, there were three of them that appeared to him. It was Moses and then Elijah and Christ. And, and so you go, okay, is it the law? Is it something that's speaking to be fulfilled? And he said, I don't want you to go by the law. I don't want you to go by the prop. I, I want you, this is my son. This is what he's saying right now. I want you to hear him. Not yep. according to the law, not according to performance, not according to get up and say, thus saith anything. But this is this is who I want you to listen to. And yep. it calms your heart at that point. You go, oh, okay. He's, he's the king. He's the king. That, and it narrows your scope of what you saw when you fir- he was first revealed to you, right? Because even they thought that he was going to be a king. Even they thought he was going to be a political leader. Even he they thought all these things about him when they first started following him. And then it began to narrow and narrow and narrow. And then finally, the word becomes flesh and dwells in you, dwells yeah. among you and so there's a process that begins to happen and then you don't just share the revelation you are that exactly and so now you can impart that to somebody else and they become a double portion of uh, they'll they'll receive a double portion of whatever you got because yeah. that's just the way the kingdom works that's and it's fine. just It's one of those things that I've seen over and over again, people will get something revealed to them and they want to run out and share it right away. And I'm, I'm going, well, that's all, (laughs) that's good. Let's watch to see. I, I don't say it usually out loud, but I'll just, I'll sit there and watch to see, you know, just the process of time and what it does to them and, and how they begin to be transfigured by it. and, the Lord invariably will come and say, okay, now you've been trying to perform it. You've been trying to do Moses with this. You've been sharing it and you've been trying to make sure everybody else thinks it's now a law yeah, or it's something that you're just prophesying that's going to happen. And then he begins to, uh, like it says, uh, the, the word was sent unto Jacob, but it lighted upon Israel. Now, all of a sudden, you've been made into Israel. And now you are that promise. And I'm going, golly, Lord, there's a whole different process that you work. Uh, And that's why you said discipleship is one of the things we forget about. And that's where just simply somebody helping to watch that word in your life to just bring you into accountability of Christ at that point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, instead of trying to be a prophet who raises prophets you know right right be, right right be be a, be a son of God that that disciples others into into you know their sonship um right to the father you know so right because if we leave off all the titles and the positions and you know it's like uh, to me is when you were talking like about it's like nearly there's a paradigm of the law you know it's like right. um, they sit in the seat of, of Moses, and um, right. you know it's like they take up that authority, that positional thing of being. You know, we are the Moses people, kind of. thing. Yeah. it's a paradigm; it's a way of thinking. And then, you know, is like the the Elijah thinking is like another paradigm. You you interpret right. everything through that, and therefore your deeds, your actions, your words, right. your your spirit is all in line with that. But when you become the son of man, you know, it's, it's Jesus doesn't even introduce himself to that blind guy as the son of God. He goes, right. I'm the son of man. Like I am in the Adam man, you know, it's like, right. uh, okay, I believe in you. Well, then you're free to see, you know, That's Right, like that. Wow. You know, it just, uh, it just changes the whole paradigm of that thing, you know, so, right. Well, We've come like full course here from talking about what we were talking about. <laughs>
0: well, it's still kind of tied together a yeah, little it bit. Was,
1: it's kind of like yeah, we went on a journey though. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love it. I love it because it's so it's so enriching to just um, to dive and and you know just share perspective on this uh, you know from from how the scriptures worked into our thinking and into our lives. Right, you know, it's right. just
0: like. It's rich. It's it's really rich. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm sharing my twenty cents worth. My my paradigms. Yeah, your paradigms. <laughs> oh well. Oh praise well. God. Oh, well. <laughs> That's all you can say, isn't it, John? Oh well. Praise God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Bless his heart. Bless his heart. Oh. Well. <laughs> That's a southern thing. Hey. Yeah, yeah. If they don't know what else to do about, I'll oh, bless his heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Um, oh, well. oh well. well, I appreciate <laughs> you taking the time. I uh, really do. Cause it's been a it's been a while, it seems like. But yeah, it's
1: been like two weeks again, nearly so not oh, all?
0: Um, okay. It yeah. just like a long
1: time. <laughs> yeah, it feels longer. I know yeah. we get busy with all sorts of stuff. So um yeah, I, I kind of try and make an effort whenever. So, that I, you know, I don't want to just, you know, like grab. I, unfortunately, it's just like like this morning, something pops up, you know, and it's just right. like they urgently need me to go do something. So it's just, uh, you know, we were planning on the 9 o'clock thing, but it turned out to be the 1 o'clock thing. So. Well,
0: there once again, it's one of those things where we start to, okay, let's do it every Friday morning, uh, Friday morning conversation or whatever. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, oh man, I got Friday morning. Now I got to think about what I'm going to say. I got to, you know, we, I, I don't know whether or not you did it, but I started doing that again. And I thought, man, I'm going right back into the same thing that we're talking about that the Lord's taken us out of. I'm going right back into it again. Yeah. Yeah. And And that's kind of, yeah.
1: You know, the spontaneity of it, the the thing about a, a podcast and I have that with the other one as well is just like, you know, is sitting down every night and talking is just I, I find it it not not because I, I, I'm just I'm too busy, you know. I can't sit right. down and it takes me an hour. I have to think about what I'm gonna say, even though I talk for 10 minutes, you know, it's just like right. you gotta think about it and and you get caught up in and it becomes a burden, you know. And I love you know, I love the fact that we can, you know, you and I can just just share you know, what God's dealing with us and our insights and stuff and, and have a conversation around this rather right. than a Bible study, you know, is right. like that we've got to work out a topic and a, and three points in a poem and a song, you know, it's right. just like, I, I, just, I love the fact that we can just talk and, and, and then just, produ- you know, put it onto again, you know, it's, it's just right. a matter of you and I, our conversation. I mean, we could have done it the other night cause we spoke for an hour, but, um, you know, I just, okay, you know, I didn't have the phone ready to record anything. So today is like, okay, so we're recording now, but, you know, it's like, right. yeah, um, we, we
0: just keep it that spontaneous, you know, so. Well, and like you said, from the very beginning of this, or we, somebody said, do not we just record, you know, we really ought to record this just so other people can get in on what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that was the intent. That was the intent, and and
1: you know I I do hope I mean we, we get feedback every now and again people saying right. you know they enjoyed listening to it and and because uh, you know the whole idea is that they can sit and and it's not like a formalized thing they can just be participate in a conversation right. it's right, not right. a Bible study and that right. you know is like maybe inspire something to think about as if you know we're sitting in the lounge because. Like, like I often say, I mean, you know, if if you and I were traveling to people's wherever their city or whatever, I mean, you know, meeting with groups, this is what we would be doing. I mean, right. wouldn't you agree? We yeah. we would, we'd be sitting around a fire outside a tent, or or um, you know, in a garden, or in a lounge, or whatever you know, sitting room, right. and, and just talking, you know, so sharing our hearts. So, I love it. I just I love it. So, yeah.
0: I like oh. I miss those times of
1: being intense. Yes, intense. Yeah, that's what I, <laughs> I yeah, me too. Yeah, I haven't done intense for a long time. No, I haven't either. <laughs> it sounds boring, eh?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, we need to get our tents going again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, except
0: for next time you need some tents so where your feet don't hang out the end, brother. Uh, that's true. That's true. Oh, you need thank a little bit Steve. longer one.
1: Thanks, for Steve, for giving me a longer tent when my feet were sticking up. <laughs> oh, my word. Yeah, no, was it, the funniest I picked thing. up a flu bag because my feet were freezing, man, on that Buffalo <laughs> River. <laughs> oh,
0: my word. I was coughing oh, and was spluttering. And, yeah. <laughs> Goodness uh, me. Yeah, I thought, man, that must be. And then you had that sleeping bag that was too short at first. Yeah, and, that one and, yeah, didn't come over my nipples. No, hurt, no. Man. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my land. Oh well. Um, oh well. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. <laughs> at, at least, at least the, the Lord prepared prepared it for you so that you were able to able to sleep comfortable. At least the last half of the journey. Yeah. Yeah. The lot la- Yes, it was
1: the last. Uh... What was it, five days or four days or something? It was actually quite pleasant
0: after that. So very. Yeah, great. that was a long. That was a long time. I mean, that's that's yeah, a long had, time to be on a river. Honestly, hey, we were seven
1: seven days. We were out there. You know. Yeah,
0: paddling. Like, yeah, um, it was.
1: And while we were walking more than paddling because there was no well. That's true. That's true. Yeah, the river, yeah. The river went underground. underground.
0: What? Dry, what dry bones, man. We yeah. were... What a prophetic thing. The, the river goes underground. We're walking on dry. We're supposed to be on a kayak trip. And we're walking on dry riverbed. Yeah, We were jolly dragging those things, man, fully loaded oh. all the way
1: down the river. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! But hey, at the same time, it was life-changing for me. So it was uh, amazing. Yeah. An amazing journey. I, it it really was something that changed my life. So I'm grateful to God. It wasn't It wasn't necessarily the person leading it, but it was yeah. it, just the just the whole environment of it the, in the country. There's something
0: about yeah, and there's something about a brotherhood. There's something yeah. about, and and that's why a lot of guys that go through the service together and stuff like that. You know they oh. they have this camaraderie that you right. don't get. other places and uh there's there's something about that 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 i i miss or i actually desire that type of thing so yeah me
1: too i love it man
0: yeah i love it because it it is that camaraderie or that um what word did i already use that right there at the very first um Brotherhood. anyway brotherhood yeah yeah it's brotherhood and you yeah. you feel that, and yeah. and I I would imagine that's what Christ did with those twelve guys. Twelve guys, yeah, yeah, exactly right. And and you know you never anticipate
1: what comes out of it. I mean, who would have right. thought that you and I would have you know relationship for the next twenty years? You know, out of right. out of that one encounter is this like, you know, is you weren't leading it? You were just you know you were there, but not like you know prominently there, but. Uh, And yet it was, you know, out of that whole deal, your, my relationship has grown and, and, uh, and been like a blessing to
0: me, you know, so. um, Yeah. And because of that, uh, because of not just that, but the ones that you were connected with, I'm, I'm connected with a few of them now, you know, Um, in South Africa, just some, just, I have some very good brothers now down there. Right. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, it's a brotherhood it's not yeah. it's not just a, a ministerial alignment you know or yeah, arrangement exactly. it's exactly. actually a brotherhood so yeah anyway it's just it's a different it's a different way of christ putting together bone he he puts together the bones as he, he well, sees fit he sees it exactly exactly so, anyway all right, well, we never right. got into
1: another topic then.
0: Uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, so All right. right uh, yeah, I love you.
0: Catch you later. Okay, man.
1: Bye-bye. bye. Bye. Bye.